be who you are and love what you do. I just feel like that just always tells me the basics of life is be you, be authentically you all the time and love what you do. Because if you're not living who you are, if you're trying to play some facade or play a role for somebody else, you're going to be unhappy. And if you're not loving what you do, what's the point? What's the point? So many people are just not loving their lives and it's a choice. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. Hey, Aaron Gendel here. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. It means so, so much to me. And maybe you've been thinking about writing a book of your own. And if so, do not wait. The world is hurting and needs your help. It needs your book. I would love to help you on your journey to write your book. So simply email me at Aaron at dailyauthors.com and I'd love to hear about your book idea. Now enjoy the show. Thank you so much, Nicole Clark, for jumping on the Daily Authors podcast with me today. So excited to talk to you about your book, The 10-Minute Refresh for Moms, Less Stress, More Joy. Love the title of your book. Thanks again for joining me on the show. Oh, you're welcome. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Well, before we start talking about your book, would you mind just telling us a little bit more about yourself and your work and what you've got going on right now? Sure. I am first and foremost a wife and a mother. I have six children at home. Our baby is 11 years old, and then we have eight-year-old, 11, 12, 14, and 16. And let me tell you what, it's a lot of stuff, a lot (laughs) of stuff going on. They're all pretty much involved in sports or choir or band and a lot of things. So I'm pretty, got my hands full, but I love it. You you got your book done and everything. That's, that's what an amazing (laughs) accomplishment. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, that's what I teach is how to fit yourself into your schedule because that's so pertinent for moms. Yeah. Wow. Great message. Well, let's dive into your book and maybe we can talk a little bit more about it at a high level and we'll get into, you know, deeper into the book, more of that practical stuff in a minute, but maybe just give us what really inspired you to write it and give us the high level overview. Sure. Uh, man, for years I was a stressed out hot mess. I hated my life and I felt like a failure as a mother. I felt so overwhelmed and chaotic and just felt like I was on this constant hamster wheel of just monotony and there was no joy and everyone said you know enjoy these years while you can because they they fly by fast and I was like I'm not enjoying anything (laughs) and I felt guilty for that I felt really like bad that I wasn't really enjoying these years but I had five kids you know seven years and under and my husband was starting medical school and never home so it was like me and the kids all day every day and it just got to the point where I was so messed up that I just wasn't enjoying life. And I got to the point where I knew that I was not setting the kind of example for my children or being the kind of mom that I wanted to be. So I had to change. And when I started changing by actually taking time to refill my own cup, by being the kind of person um, that actually takes time for self-care and filling up myself before I pour from an empty cup, I was able to really transform everything about my family dynamic. And it got to the point where I was so happy and full of joy and excited and the stress, and there's still stress. I'm not saying like it just goes away, but there's less stress 
And there's yeah. more emphasis on the joy to the point where I couldn't sleep at night because I've got all these easy answers for moms. And I was like, I have to share. Like, I can't just hold all this stuff in. So I started a blog. I started a Facebook group, started sharing the message. And I was like, I got to write a book. So that's something that became like really exciting for me. Like it was like, it gave me an outlet outside of motherhood to express myself and feel like I was connecting with other people, but also serving a higher mission, like a higher purpose of like helping other people as well as helping my family at the same time. So that's kind of how the birth, the birth of the book went. I say I had two babies in one year because I really did. I gave birth (laughs) to a baby and my book (laughs) in the same year. So that was pretty fun. Well, that's incredible. I think very inspiring. I can relate here in my house. I've not as many as you have four, but uh, man, yeah, I think a lot of moms, I think would love to hear this message. And uh, I know you've got some great advice for them. So maybe we can just dive into that and, you know, talk about the book at a little lower level and say, All right, well, what if your mom struggling today, what would you advise them? And that could help them right away. First and foremost, I say, um, well, there's a lot of things, but first I would say, change your mindset, recognize that you're not stuck and that you don't have to do anything. You get to do something. If you start changing your vocabulary, you start changing the words that you're using and the way that you're looking at the situations that you're, that you're in, you immediately start to find more joy and less stress. So if you're using the words like, I can't do this today, or I'm just not enough, I can't handle it, or um, I'm so busy, these are all words that are common. And they're so common that they're almost like treated like a badge of honor, especially the word busy. And I talk about how there's four, four letter words that we just shouldn't say as moms. And it's first of all, just, um, I'm just a mom. No, you're not. You're a superhero. Like you absolutely have so many powers and you're doing so many things that you're just not being recognized for. So recognize that you're not just a mom. Stop saying that because you're amazing. And another one is can't. I just mentioned that a few times. And say, instead of saying can't, say, how can I? How can I make this enjoyable? How can I find the time? And when you tweak the, your mindset about time, you realize that you can make time for the things that matter the most. And you always do. You always find the time for the things that really matter the most to you. Yeah. And if you're not prioritizing how you're spending that time, maybe you're not fitting yourself into that time, <laughs> your self-care, then you can change that. And it's up to you. You always get to decide how you feel and how you respond and how you change your mind about things. One of the other words was busy. Um, Busy is the one that I feel like people think it's a badge of honor. Oh, I'm so busy, you know, but it's like a buzzword. And I I say, no, Um, you can choose busy. You can choose to enjoy busy or you can choose to simplify. But that word needs to be changed because it's just, it's not a badge of honor. It's making our society stressful and chaotic. Yeah. So that's some of the first advice I give. That's one of my favorite chapters from my book is change the vocabulary you use. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think it's hard to really recognize those words we say without, uh, you know, being that outsider looking in. I know my wife says these things to me, like when I start to say should or, you know, it's like using those small little uh, or making those small little changes can make a big difference. Yeah, they're massive. It's the, the little baby steps. And that's what I say. It's habitual. We use those words out of habit. And yep. every single thing that I talk about in my book, I have 10 chapters of 10 habits you can do in 10 minutes or less that absolutely change the way you feel about motherhood and about yourself. So it's a habit, the way you speak, the way you talk to yourself, that inner voice, that inner critic. That's another chapter in my book. 
is learning how to recognize the inner critic and then silence it so that you can feed your inner cheerleader instead. Because so many of us are just listening to this constant barrage of you're not good enough. You'll never make the mark. You never measure up. Yeah. I don't even know why I try. You know, adulting is so hard. Like all these things that our inner critic is just constantly at us. <laughs> but if we can learn to first recognize it and say, oh, that's not my higher self. That's not who I truly am. That's just a voice in my head that's been programmed in there for years. And you can say, it's time for you to be quiet. I'm going to feed this one instead. <laughs> yeah. What do you recommend when we have those or what, what steps do you have you taken yourself to sort of silence those voices? First is recognizing when they're talking to you. Second is silencing them, watching those thoughts go by like it's on the stage of your mind. Whatever's on the stage of your mind is what you're going to get. So if you're focusing on those bad voices, the inner critic, pretend like you're in a theater and you've got these inner critics running all around the stage, taking over the, your, the stage of your mind, right? You can literally take, tell them to just go away and say, all right, it's time for the real actress to take charge here and to become the, the queen of the scene. And you can feed that cheerleader by doing affirmations. I have a whole chapter about affirmations, how you can say positive self-talk all the time, how you can do mirror work. And just talk to yourself as you would your best friend or talk to yourself as you would your child. You're not going to go to your child and say, you're worthless. You're ugly. You're, you're so fat. You know, at least you, I hope you shouldn't. You do, do. <laughs> I, I hope you don't talk to your child like that. But yeah. so many of us think it's okay to talk to ourselves that way. And it's not, it's hurting ourselves and it's hurting our families. Yeah. Well, wonderful message. Thank you so much, Nicole, for sharing a little bit more about your book. Obviously, the listeners can pick it up to get all the different habits and um, you know all the different tips that you have for them to create a more joyful, less stressful life. What about your last thoughts on your book? I want to make sure if you could boil it down for the listeners and if they could just take one thing away from your book, The 10-Minute Refresh for Moms, what would you say that would be? Well, I actually say that in my book. I said, if there's one thing that you could take away from this book is the bookends of my book start with gratitude and choosing happy, choosing to be happy. And those kind of go hand in hand. If you can focus on the things that make you happy in the day, focus on the things that you already have to be grateful for, the more you focus on that, where energy go, where your focus go, energy goes, and you just get so much more things flowing to that area. So the more you focus on the things you're grateful for, the blessings that you have in your life, um, the recognize that you're so grateful for your kids, even if they make a huge mess, or even if they're not doing the best in school, even if they're not making the expectations that you think that they should to prove that you know they're good enough or that you're a good enough parent. If we can just focus on the good and choose joy rather than choosing to focus on the chaos, choosing to focus on what's stressing you out. Those choices, those daily mindset changes are absolutely transformational for any family. And when a mom does that, she shows up as a better wife and her children go to school happier. Her husband goes to work happier and all around it has this massive ripple effect. So that's what I'd say. Choose to be grateful and choose joy. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Very inspiring. I drive my kids to school every morning and that's one habit I've tried we, we do religiously now is just we all say one thing at least we're grateful for that day and I think it's been very empowering for us very um, you know just getting our set in the right day and that day to focus on what we're grateful for has been very helpful for us too so really yeah. appreciate you sharing your book with us Nicole 
it's awesome and um, obviously going to help a lot of moms if it, and already helping a lot of moms, obviously. Let's talk a little bit more about you and your influences. I would like to know a little bit about who has influenced you the most to be who you are today and to be an author, which I think is a, a great accomplishment. And so who uh, has influenced you the most, Nicole? That's a really good question because I haven't had a lot of cheerleaders in my life or support. I've had my mom and my dad, but literally when my dad, my dad passed away two and a half years ago. And when that happened, it absolutely was like the resurrection of the old Nicole, like the joyful. It's so weird to say this, but my dad's death brought me back to life. And I talk about this story in my book, how it was the catalyst for my change because he was living in this hamster wheel of success. He was a very uber successful millionaire, but was so obsessed with work and so, I don't know, driven that he lost control of so many other aspects of his life. And he died very unhappy, very unhealthy. And I'm not saying this to bash on him. He's an amazing, he was an amazing dad, an amazing person. But I think that if he could choose to rewrite and re redo the last couple of years of his life, he would because he was taken suddenly and unexpectedly. And he was in the process of making changes so he could retire and so that he could finally spend time with family and, and create some better relationships. So when he passed away, it was like this slap in the face to me that you've got to live life right now. There's no more putting off for tomorrow what you should be doing today. If you don't take the chance to carpe diem, you know, seize the day right here, right now, you never know when you're going to be taken. You never know when it's going to be your last breath. Like literally, like I could drive my daughter to soccer or basketball tonight and it could be the end, you know, and I don't want to live another day in survival mode when I could be making my impact on the world and leaving a legacy that I'm proud of and that my kids could be proud of as well. Because that's one of the things that really struck me was that when my dad died, he was an amazing writer and he was a songwriter. And yet there's not one thing, Aaron, that we have physically to wow. show it like only our memories, like he didn't write it all down. And if he did, we didn't get it. Like we can't find any of his writings. Mm. And it was just devastating. Like all we have is this text and a few random emails from years and years of life. And I'm like, that, I'm not going to die like that. I have to write my story right now. So that was really the impetus for my book. It was like this catalyst for me to change, start giving and start sharing my message because I didn't want to die and not have anything to show for my life. Yeah. Kind of a kind of sad story, but <laughs> but sometimes sometimes that's what takes that's what it takes to wake us up. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, obviously very motivating for you. And I have a similar story. I mean, I wrote my first book thinking of my kids and seeing if it would help them out and it would just be documented, right? For them to know what I was thinking, what I was going through. And so obviously you're passing that along. I'm sure your kids will get a lot out of this, you know, when they're at the time to be a mom or parents, you know, in general, I think whether you're a mom or not, I think these tips are helpful for anybody. They are. They, it, I just had to niche it down, you know? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I think we all, all can agree that we want to feel like we're important in life and want to leave something behind and ask others to remember us. So really appreciate you sharing from the heart, Nicole. You also, bet. I also wanted to uh, ask about a failure in life. Sometimes I know those are our biggest teachers. And so I wondered if there was any particular failure in your life that you feel, um, you know, feel like sharing today with the listeners. Oh, 
that's a great question. I would say that my book was one of my biggest failures. And let me explain that because when I first started writing, I wanted to share everything in the kitchen sink. I just wanted to write it all for everyone. And I finished my first manuscript and was really excited about it, thought it was amazing and sent it off to six really good friends or family members that would be my beta readers, right? And I was so excited to get their feedback and to say, see how wonderful my words were. (laughs) And I heard back from two people, my brother and my brother-in-law who are very analytical. They're both like kind of lawyer mentality, you know, and both of them said, you should never write a book. This is awful. And you should just stick with your blog and never touch a word again. (laughs) And I was like, what? It was like this shot through the heart and you're too bad. I was just like, what on earth? This is painful. And it hurt so bad. And I literally put my book on the shelf for, that happened like in in May and I didn't touch it again until September. I I felt like a failure. I felt like I shouldn't try anymore. I felt like, well, if my my book's not good enough, then I shouldn't write it. And that was before I even niched down to moms. Like I said, I was trying to teach everyone everything. And it was, it was really all over the place. (laughs) Now that I look back at it and I'm like, I'm so grateful for that failure because it really allowed me to see how to write better, how to niche down, how to, um, really get clarity on the message and simplify it so that it would um, make a bigger impact. And the cool story is in September, I was hugely pregnant with my baby. Um, She was due in December and I was up one night with massive acid reflux and I hadn't been able to sleep. And all of a sudden I started getting all these ideas just flowing for a book. And I sat down on my computer and I pulled an all-nighter while I'm pregnant and had to get the kids to school the next morning. I literally started typing at like 11 p.m., wrote the outline for the book, wrote all the different chapters, pulled the things from the old book, you know, the old manuscript, and put it all together. By 3.30 in the afternoon, the next day, I had the entire new book written. Wow, that's incredible. (laughs) Wow. So that's what you have in your hands, or the readers will have in their hands, is the 10-minute refresh for moms was born in one night from acid reflux, after months of being put on the shelf and not feeling like it was good enough, it was refined and it just flowed through me. When you get that inspiration, just go for it and do it. Cause that was, that was a really cool experience. Wow. That's amazing. That's the first time I've heard that. That's uh, quite the story. <laughs> the one yeah. day, the one day book. <laughs> well, I did make tweaks and changes obviously no, since I, then, but, <laughs> oh, yeah. but yeah, yeah it was it, like, that's incredible. That just shows you had, something you're very passionate about and just a message to share. So I think that's the message I try to share with others too. It's like write about what you're most excited about and what you're most passionate about. Cause that's, that's going to one, help you get it, get the book done like you did. And uh, you know, two, it's going to probably impact more people because that passion is going to show through. And so very cool. Very cool. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, you bet. That's inspiring. Well, <laughs> Wanted to ask about a favorite quote, Nicole, anything that pops to mind that you are inspired by often? Oh boy, a favorite quote. That's a really good question. I think I quoted about 50 different people in my book, 50 different quotes, but um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Maybe be who you are and love what you do, but I don't know who said it. Like, yeah. I just feel like that just always tells me the basics of life is 
be you, be authentically you all the time and love what you do. Because if you're not living who you are, if you're trying to play some facade or play a role for somebody else, you're going to be unhappy. And if you're not loving what you do, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? So many people are just not loving their lives and it's a choice. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, Nicole. Appreciate it. Well, You're welcome. Maybe you could talk us a little through a little bit more of the book writing process. We obviously got your very inspiring story and, uh, you know, what led you to that moment. Um, but is there anything else that you feel you learned along the way of writing a book? Anything that might help others that want to write another book or writing a book for the first time? Yes, there's so many different things I wish I would have known, you know, had I known before I started this whole process. Uh, first of all, I would say, know who your target audience is and know what you're passionate about and just help solve a problem for them. And my hardest part was getting an organization, like getting a flow to like how I wanted to present it. But once that came, which I said came in one night, like it just flew out of my fingers onto the, onto the board. So I really can't explain how that happened other than it was not of me. <laughs> it was just, I was being an instrument, I guess. Um, but the other thing is have people read it and accept feedback because I think I was so scared after that first feedback that made me put it on the shelf for so long that I didn't get a lot of beta readers or feedback for the second round. And I kind of waited until I just had readers. <laughs> I waited until I published it. I only had like some editors do it. And I wish now that in, in hindsight, I would have had several more people in my actual target audience read it because wow. that would have helped me a lot. So I would definitely say that. And another thing is Amazon categories. It's not something that I was like really aware of, but if you want to become a, a bestseller on Amazon, you have to be really specific on your categories. And I totally wasn't like, I yeah. think I put like, they allow you to have two or three and you can actually go in and add up to seven or 10. I can't, ten, I can't yeah. remember 10. So do that research, do keyword research and in your title make sure that you know that you're addressing who your audience is and what you're solving for them. Cause if you, if they can't read that on the cover of your book, they're probably not going to pick it up. What else? Let's see. There's a lot of little nuggets. Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, do a lot of marketing beforehand. Don't just jump into your book launch. Cause I did. I like, I was rushed to get it um, out for mother's day. I was like, that's when it's going to be needed the most, you know, and stupid idea because <laughs> I was like seriously so rushed that I didn't take the time to like market ahead of time or get a lot of people there or do like the whole Facebook stuff. And yeah. uh, if, if I had time in hindsight, I would have taken a lot more time and built up a lot more hype about it before launching it so that I could have had a lot more, you know, buzz around it on Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. That's that's gonna have to battle, I think, uh, the marketing side. But well, when you you don't know what you don't know, sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, you learn the hard way. But I, I mean, it's okay. We're all learning as we go. So yeah, yeah. the more you can learn before you launch the baby, the better. <laughs> well, sounds like you got many more books in you. So uh, next time around, I'm sure you'll do some things differently. And <laughs> um, but doesn't take away anything from your book. Obviously, I think it can always be marketed more like you are doing right now. And it can uh, live on forever, right? And keep helping people. So that's the beauty of books. Absolutely. And even if it only helps one person who is me, I'd be 
happy with that because it absolutely transforms who you are and who, we, who you believe you are when you write a book. So it's totally worth it for anyone out there that's on the fence of whether you should try to write a book or not. Do it. Even if it's just for you, do it. It'll absolutely change your life. Yeah, totally agree. Well, Nicole, I wanted to ask what was the very best part about writing a book and publishing a book? What's it been like for you to be an author now? Man, it's a good question. It's a loaded question because there's a lot of changes. But like I was just saying in that last comment, we literally change who we are in the process of a book. We become who we're writing about or who we're, you know, we're showing ourselves as a higher level to take, taking it to the next step. When you write a book, you really, you really go through a lot of stuff. (laughs) There's um, a whole bunch of self doubt. The inner critic really comes out to play and like learning how to actually apply the teachings that I'm teaching. It's like, you can know this stuff, but actually doing it and becoming it is a whole different ball game. Cause like with the inner critic really came out really strong for me after I published the book. I was scared to death of reviews and scared to death of how it would be received and learning just to, to apply those principles that you've just been writing about is a totally different ballgame. So that's been huge for me. What, what do you feel like has helped you most through some of that fear and doubt? Anything that you could share with the listeners? Learning to silence it and recognize that I've learned that there's room at the top for everyone. If you're in this competitive, comparative mode, you're not feeding your inner cheerleader. You're living in fear. And to silence that, you just recognize that, you know what, I was given this message for a reason. There's somebody out there that can benefit from my passion. And there's somebody that needs me. And everyone, I believe that every single person has a superpower or something so important and special to offer that only you can offer. That is so unique to you that if you don't, you are damaging or not damaging, but you're, you're holding back something from this world that was meant to come from you. Mm. So learning how to absolutely just own your superpower and recognize that you are made to build, to, made to be an author. You are good enough. You're more than good enough. And the right people will come to you at the right time. You just have to believe in yourself and everything else will flow from that self, that self-love. And that's actually what I'm doing right now is I've created a course and a challenge to go with my book, but it's even bigger than my book because that's where I'm super passionate about is helping people change their identity and their self-image, helping them uproot those limiting beliefs and those things that have held them back because that's where I have noticed the most change in myself. When you can change those labels from feeling like a failure or like a wimpy person or like a hot, stressed out mess to somebody that is actually empowered and passionate and crazy about transforming other people it absolutely just brings you to life it takes you from from survival mode to thrival mode and that's where i am right now and i just get so worked up and excited to share this message every day like i can't i can't wait to wake up i'm like a kid on christmas morning every day and i want everyone to feel that way and it all stems from how you feel about yourself and learning how to feed feed yourself with love instead of with self-doubt and criticism i love it beautiful message can tell you're very passionate about it and uh yeah i just can't get enough and thank you so much for sharing nicole and did want to make sure i didn't miss anything so if there was anything at all in addition what you've already shared that you like to share or if there was a question you would have asked yourself if you were in my shoes what would that be <laughs> that's a really fun question i have no idea i think you've done a fabulous job <laughs> i i've been uh i've been excited i obviously i get 
really excited to talk about this stuff. But I yeah. guess I, if you want, if you want more, if you want to find more of the stuff that I'm teaching, or if you want to learn how to love and accept yourself and get rid of all that self doubt and limiting beliefs, you can. I have several places they can find me. Um, if you're a mom, I have a Facebook group on Facebook called More Than Moms, but you have to look it up under Refresh for Moms because that's my page, and then you can find it from there. And if you want to read my blog, my husband and I are actually doing this stuff together because our passion is together and we're going to be um, creating courses and stuff for awesome. couples and for parents. And not, so it's not just going to be moms, but you can find our blog at chooseanamazinglife.com. Mm, love it. And, and I also have my website for the book, which is refreshformoms.com. <laughs> so there's lots of places that I am. I'm all over the place, apparently. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I get really excited about this stuff, obviously. Yeah, that's great. Well, it almost starts to feel like it's a duty to get your message out there. So I'm glad you're you're putting yourself out there and you've come on the show today. I really appreciate you sharing your message. I know any moms listening to it can't help but not get something out of it. So I really appreciate you sharing today. Nicole, appreciate your time. You bet. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. It's been fun. Yeah, fun having you. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.